Welcome, everybody, to the Salon Success Podcast. I am your host, Salon Success Lisa. I'm super excited to have a special guest with us today, Mr. Ryan Terrell. Hi, Ryan. Hey, how are you doing, Lisa? I am doing fantastic. So today, we're going to talk with Ryan, who is a branding expert, and we're going to talk about how branding can be such an important piece to your salon success and your overall business. So, Ryan, first question, what is branding exactly? Because (laughs) I feel like we hear the word all the time and everybody has a different definition. Tell us once and for all, what is it? (laughs) So, I guess the best way to say what branding is, is it's a person's gut feeling about your business or about yourself. That's the best way to sort of wrap up everything that we call branding, think branding is. It is the feeling that a person gets when they interact with you or your business. Okay. Now, let me ask you this. I've heard that branding, it's a lot of different components. And one of them is your branding is your promise to your customer or future customer. Is that an accurate statement? Yeah, definitely accurate. Because again, if you look at branding as the feeling that a person gets from interacting with you and or your business, then everything in between that should really answer those questions for you. Because if it's for a new person, then how would you like a new person to feel about you after meeting you? If it's a person that you already know or that already does business, how would you want that person to feel about constantly doing business with you? Once you understand that the brand is the feeling that a person has when they interact with you, everything else kind of becomes intuitive on what you want that feeling to be. So are you a little bit dismayed when you look at the professional beauty industry as a whole and everyone talking about their branding? Do you see a lot of the same, the same, the same, like everybody's going out like they're the same brand? Well, it's interesting because outside of the beauty industry, I think branding is something that everyone is really trying to figure out, i.e. their Instagrams or whether it be their website, their logo, anything where they're trying to identify themselves as a company. But specifically in the beauty industry, it's interesting because as you know, and some of your listeners might not, is I'm not from the industry. So I... I recently got hired within three months, obviously. I've reached my 90 days with Evolve. So I've only been in this industry for 90 days. And for what I've seen so far is it's very reminiscent of the industries around it, which is everybody is very creative that we work with in our industry. Everybody, the reason why they're in, in our industry is because they have creative minds that can fill a room. The thing is, a lot of times we don't understand how to point that creative potential into a very specific way that lets a customer or a person really feel that and really understand it. That's the biggest thing. It's not about the lack of branding. It's about the lack of communication on how a person feels about themselves versus what they want the person to feel about them. So that's the biggest thing that I see in the beauty industry specifically where you have a clientele that you want to come through your door, but a lot of times our salon owners and our stylists don't necessarily know how to communicate to them that they are the person that they should come to. Okay. So in branding, you are clearly an expert and that's why you came on board at Evolve because we saw a need to have some more with our own personal branding. Tell me a little, a little about yourself that gives you this credibility to do so. Sure. Um, I, love, I love that everybody I work with 
expose the word expert, but I'd be the first one to say that I'm not. I'm ever learning this craft because, honestly, it's changing and evolving around me and around all of us. But a little bit of my background is um, I graduated from Southern New Hampshire University in 2014. I'm from New Orleans, Louisiana, so I moved up to New Hampshire in 2011 as a, as a sophomore in college. Um, I spent three years at SNU doing an experiential learning program where I worked within businesses within Manchester and New Hampshire as a whole. So I worked in political campaigns. I've worked in businesses on their marketing pr projects and presentations. Um, a good friend, Alex, and I owned a streetwear brand throughout college, and that's how we kind of funded our college uh, extravaganzas, I guess you'll call them. I love it. And then even <laughs> Even before all of that, I mean, I was drawing on T-shirts and paying, um, buying paint and painting sneakers and all kind of stuff in high school to just make money. So a lot of – I've always been attracted by how something looks makes a person feel, and I've just carried that throughout my time in New Hampshire working with small businesses on projects like branding, rebranding, and um, product design. So is your passion now to help our individual Evolve Salon Partner Network find their voice and who their brand is and then how to attract clients to their brand? That's exactly what I want to do. Um, the best way that I can describe this is just like you said, everybody has a story. Everybody has something that's unique to themselves. And even if it has a general subject matter, my story, your story, even if we come from the same household, is different. It's the reason why twins can grow up in the same family and literally be totally different. So that is fascinating to me, and I find that a lot of times the reason why people can't communicate their story is because we haven't sat back and actually thought about our own story in a way on how it connects to a person. So that's absolutely what I'm here to do for our partner salons. I'm here to essentially help them narrate their story and creatively show it to the people that would want to hear that story and come into their salon and support them with it. I love it. So I've been reading some articles in preparation for our time together today. Great. And one of the interesting things I read was your brand is derived from who you are, who you want to be and who people perceive you to be. Yes. Um, do you feel like our salons right now don't have the tools to even figure out how to tell their story and really dig in and to understand what their brand is? Hmm. I think that, I think that they have the tools, but it's just like any other tool, right? If you're not taught how to use that tool, then it's a totally different thing that you have, right? It's almost like if you think about our scissors. You know, before right. I met Christine, I just thought a pair of scissors was a pair of scissors and the way that you cut hair was the way that you cut hair. But since bringing Christine on board with the Evolve Scissors, um, it really is interesting to see how, just being taught how to use a common tool that you use every way in a different way has a completely different result than the way that you've been doing it before. That's essentially what I'm doing for our salon owners through their story. You know, like I said before, our salon owners are extremely bright, they're extremely creative, they're driven, and they're hardworking, and they got a bunch of stuff on their plate that they're trying to do. I'm simply there to help them take that story out and spread it to as many people as possible. I love it. So everybody's going to want to know how they can be a part of it. And we're going to tell you, so you just have to sit tight and wait. We're going to share that with you. How do you feel um, there's foundational pieces to a brand? And some of those things would be a logo, a website, social media. Do you agree with that? Yes. Like it all has to. 
match? Yes. So um, that's all of those parts, like you said, are parts of the brand that are very important for people to care about. Social media is one of the bigger ones because it's one of the more easily accessible ones. It's where all of the attention is right now. So if there's one tool to really use and really be able to gauge your brand, Instagram is a really good place to do that because of the amount of attention and because of the amount of feedback that you can get in real time. A lot of times people think that the brand is what they say it is, but the brand is actually what your people say it is. So if your people say that your brand is fun and lively, then your brand is fun and lively. No better place can you get that feedback other than Instagram right now. You can do stories. You can do polls. If you set up your business Instagram, you can see the customers or the clients or the potential people, your followers. You can just engage with people at a way deeper level, which is exactly what a brand is. It's listening to your customer base and making changes or acknowledging what they actually want to do business with you for. Do you agree that in order to have a brand or be a brand that you have to have a mission, like a mission statement? Absolutely. You should have, you know, a mission statement is, again, one of, one of those words like branding where it kind of gets confusing as to what it is. And it's funny because in our industry, I've found that when you ask a salon owner if they have a mission statement, for some reason it seems like it's a super black and white, like buttoned up procedure to have one. Um, I like I like to refer to them. I read this really interesting book that I can't even remember the name of right now, but it was written by um, an army sergeant. And basically what he said was when he would send his soldiers out in battle, he would give them what's called a commander's intent. A commander's intent basically was this is the overarching goal that we have to achieve today. Anything we do in the meantime is to lead towards that goal so that he didn't have to micromanage them. You know, if you have one soldier who's in the West and one's in the North, and I know that that reference is kind of hard if you're not a person that kind of pays attention to military, but it kind of talks about if you have a general vision of what you are and what you aren't, it allows your people to make decisions without having to think about it. So if you say our brand is a brand that helps customers grow how they feel about themselves, and we do it through hair. That is your commander's intent. So that means that when your customer's in your chair, it fits that commander's intent for you to talk to them about what shampoos and conditioners they should buy afterwards, because doesn't that suit the goal of making sure that they have the healthiest head of hair? All of that falls in line with your goal. So, of course, you should have a mission, a vision, a commander's intent, whatever you want to call it, it should be there, and it should be as wide-sweeping as possible, but it should be specifically about what you're going to do to make your customer happy. Like, for instance, Volvo's mission is safety. Harley I didn't even get freedom. that. <laughs> Harley, and Harley-Davidson's is freedom. So just that that's – if you have a direction to go, it makes it easier to get there. Um, that leads me to something I'm reading right now. And it's all about creating goals that are, have a very general outcome and not being attached to these super specific goals, which, you know, we're sort of accustomed to. So in your mission statement, it should be a little bit more general and not so wordy, right? Right. Because like I said, imagine you and our salon owners, you don't even have to imagine. Let's, let's use our industry. Our salon owners literally are responsible for a team of people's growth. They're responsible for a team of potential young leadership and potential more salon owners. So it's a really big responsibility that you have on your plate. 
on top of being just a business owner and having to keep the business afloat. So instead of having to really draw it out to people in a really specific manner on what the creative side of your business is, now don't get me wrong, we're talking about the creative side of your business. Right. If you're talking right. about the creative side of your business, yes, it should be broad. We want to make people happy. Right. If we that's your mission statement, fantastic. exactly. If that's your mission statement, everything else falls in line with that because all the actions that you have to do to make somebody happy are pretty instinctual after that, right? You open the door for people, you greet them, you're happy, you talk to them, you, you, you're amicable, like all of that falls in line. So, of course, make it as broad and make it as high-reaching as possible. It should be your dream that you write down. So in my social media class, I use the example of Starbucks um, mission statement. Yeah. It is um, nurturing the human spirit one cup and one neighborhood at a time. And I say, never once do they say, we make a great cup of coffee. But I know that I don't mind spending like $6 on a cup of coffee because my spirit was just nurtured. Like, somehow <laughs> I feel like super better about it. I'm like, okay, I, that's okay. I did that because, like, they're helping me grow spiritually. So, of course, that's silly, but it's how you feel. So the mission statement can't be, like, we're going to do beautiful hair because that's right. just an expectation of coming to a salon. And I think people get lost in it. So I love what you're sharing, that the mission needs to be – very specific um, in terms of how, like, a feeling. Yeah, and Starbucks is a great example of our industry as well, too. Listen, again, I'm not, I don't shop at Starbucks, and I'm not for our industry, so it's an even better example. When I go out with some of our salon owners, our stylists, or even our people at our organization and they go to Starbucks, they're speaking an entirely different language. Right. That unless right. you're a part of the Starbucks brand, you literally do not know. The same way as when a person walks into a salon, I had no idea nine months ago what a balayage was. That could have been a place in Fiji to me. You know, all right, what is a balayage? Somewhere. What did you learn? Um, all right, all right. So, all right. I think a balayage has something to do with the way that you color the hair, right? Yes. It's a that, hair painting, a hair sweeping. That lets the color stay longer and be more vibrant, correct? That is not correct, but I love that okay. you knew the word, and that's a perfect example of how um, people go in the salon, they're like, I heard this word, and I want balayage. I love it. That's exactly. Fantastic. I love that you exactly. I love it. So that's, that's where it goes, and, like, that's brand. Like, you, you, you literally speak a different language when you are attached to a brand, and I think our salon owners need to learn how to leverage that a little bit more. And I think, like, one of the things that I've learned is – not to say, oh, I work for Evolve and I, I sell beauty products. Um, our new sort of statement is that I like to say is I help salons th uh, thrive and prosper. That's a different. Oh. <laughs> that's just totally different, right? Yeah, I like that. that. And I do that through the sale. We do that at Evolve through the sale of products. We help you be more successful in the vehicle or the products, but we're going to give you so much more. Yeah, I mean, that's, and that's core to what Evolve is about. That's the reason why, um, you know, it's in our mission to make a difference to the Evolve network and our stylists and our salon owners. You know, I mean, you know from working with Evolve, our word is relationships. So yes. we're all about making sure that at the end of the day, we're making our relationships grow and we're helping those people that we're in relationships grow in whatever 
realm that they want to grow. And that's the industry. That's the reason why um, I've almost like completely forgot what it was like to not be in this industry because you just work with a bunch of creative people that really want to make themselves who they want to be. And I just want to help that out. And this industry is so much fun. You're never going to want to leave. So seriously, honestly, it's, it's, um, it's, I just had an amazing weekend and I just couldn't imagine. I just couldn't believe the fact that it was work. I know. Like that I was out there kind of doing my thing with really nice creative people and I was working. It's, it's an amazing industry to be in. Experiencing a lot of creative, amazing people. So where can people learn more about what you offer? I know there's some different shows and things coming up. Where is the next place that somebody's like, I want to see what this is all about. Where can we find you? Sure. So we have the business event that Evolve is going to be putting on in Massachusetts. It's on June 11th. I'll be doing a class there called Defining Your Brand. Um, to find out more about that class, you can contact a plethora of people. You can reach out to us at our Evolve website. You can follow our behind-the-scenes Evolve Instagram page, at our Evolve family. You can follow our main page, Evolve, Part- Evolve Salon Systems. Um, on Instagram, there's a number of ways that you can get in touch and see what everything we have going on with our brand. The next immediate thing is the business event, though, on June 11th, and um, I think that's really going to be a good one, not only just for branding, but just to see what Evolve has to offer for the salon owners and the stylists. Now, someone coming to that class, should they bring their salon team, or is this for the salon owner? You should. I think the class that I'm doing is going to be for the owners. Okay. Um, I would love to have um, a class moving forward where we have the teams together. But, you know, the team environment, the reason why I say it's for the salon owner is before this class, I really want to help the salon owners understand the framework of how all of this helps them grow their business. That's the reason why I really want to talk to salon owners specifically this go-around, because then when they go out into their salons, they'll be able to understand how to utilize the varying social media tools to help them grow. And then that's after that uh, June 11th event. That's when we can start taking some in-salon consultations, and I'll come out and work with your team, and we can start creating a branding culture that is sustainable in your salon. I love it. And I'm almost embarrassed to ask this question, but I want everybody (laughs) to leave with something, give them a start. Like if they want to sit down and start this process of defining their brand, tell them how to begin this process. Okay. Um, are you saying as the salon owner, like by themselves, are you yes. saying individually or as a team? Okay. As the salon owner, um, I would say as the salon owner individually, the first thing, the absolute first thing I would do is if you have an Instagram I would click the little pinwheel on the settings tab on your homepage on Instagram, and I would convert my Instagram to a business profile if it is not already converted. Absolutely. The reason why that's the first thing to do is because like we talked about in the beginning, the brand is not what you think it is. The brand is what your clientele say and think and feel it is. The first way to be able to get a gauge on that is to understand who your online clientele is. You cannot do that if you do not have a business Instagram. So the first thing everybody should do is convert their business, their Instagram into a business Instagram. If you do have a business Instagram already, you should look at the top right or those little bars that almost look like phone bars, and you should click on that, and you should have a very, very firm understanding of your analytics. You should look at those analytics every seven days. You should screenshot them. 
and you should save them to an overall folder and review them either with yourself or with your team biweekly and just pay attention to what's happening based on what you're posting. So just to back up again, if you don't have a business Instagram, go to the settings and convert it. If you do have a business Instagram, go to the insights, the top right, the bars on the top right, and start looking at your data on who your customers are and when they're paying attention to you and start screenshotting it every seven days and looking at it biweekly. And sometimes when I've worked with salons and we've done that, they're shocked to see that their audience isn't even in the town or city that their salon is. They're like, oh, my God. Oh, all the time. It's amazing. (laughs) One of the more amazing ones that I've uh, been with is, you know, I pulled up a salons out in um, New York, and we saw that they were 45% male. And I was like, is your customer base 45% male? She was like, I haven't seen a man come in here in easily nine months. And I was like, well, based on your Instagram, 45% of your people watching your Instagram are men. Do you post something about men 45% of the time? No, we had no idea that men were looking at our profile. So that in itself was an opportunity that maybe just posting a little bit more about men could have got some male clientele because they were already paying attention to them on Instagram. But without that business Instagram, they they just could not have known that data. They would have never known. Is there a way to, if you're, all of a sudden you look at your branding and you're like, wait a minute, that's not my ideal customer. That's not where I saw this business. Can you rebrand yourself if by accident you're something that you didn't want to be? (laughs) Of course. That's the beauty of brand. You know, you can always rebrand, but keep in mind that when you rebrand, you start over, you know? There's a quote out there that I'm, I'm promise I'm a botch it, but it goes something to the degree of a skilled sailor sails with the wind, which basically translates to if you look on your social media and somehow the brand isn't what you thought it is, just go with it. <laughs> like it's right, it, right, you know, right, right. It, it's sometimes it's sometimes harder to get what we quote unquote thought we wanted than it is to go with what the people actually want us for. You know, it's almost like you never know why a person really likes your company until you just ask them and you can't get upset with people if they like you for a different reason than than you thought. It's I think that's an opportunity for you to actually double down and move into that attention and not really try to fight it. But that's that's just me. The other thing that just kind of popped into my mind is if you have a solid brand, when you're looking for new talent in your salon, you can share that brand with them, and that's a way to figure out if that stylist is a good fit. Oh, absolutely. Right? It's brand the, – the beauty of brand is it really does give you a lens by which to look at everything in your business. You know, just, just like you said, it helps you be able to take in a potential stylist or an assistant – Also, let's say, for instance, you're buying new furniture or you do decide to redo your salon. How do you decide what color to use? You refer to your brand. If your brand is upbeat and funky, you're not going to use black and gray, right? Right. If your brand is minimal and, I don't know, classic, maybe that's what you're going to use. Brand helps you figure out what sort of furniture you should buy. Brand helps you figure out if your light fixture should look like wooden and piped and industrial or whether it should look like European and 18th century and sort of modern. Like brand answers a lot of questions that we sort of try to get at 
and it's because it's intrinsic to who we are, but it even talks more about the point of doing a branding strategy gives you the compass to make all of those decisions. Well, I know we have some exciting opportunities that we can't spill the beans on here, but we're going to have some opportunities to really work um, closely with salons to help them with this whole process. So we want you to know Evolve is here and we are here to support you and, and we're going to have something for you to really help you define your brand. Um, now, let me ask you this. I have to ask you this last question because I totally just thought of this one too. <laughs> what if, like we service a lot of different kinds of clients in a salon. So let's say you are the funky, fun, you know, salon and you're playing a certain type of music. But what, what if you get a stylist that maybe has a different kind of clientele? Does that mean that salon's not a good fit for them or you integrate it. I think think that you have to make that call as the owner, you know, and again, I hate to say the same thing over and over, but I would refer back to the brand. It's like, you know, sometimes there's a whole bunch of different breads that you could use, but ultimately there's only a couple ways you can make a turkey sandwich, right? (laughs) So (laughs) I don't know, like, it's it's like if if a stylist has a different style or personality than the overall brand, but it has certain pieces that fit into it and it's like organic and it fits by all means go with it. Right. If your customers are responding and the clients are liking it and you see an increase in your business and they fit with the team and everybody likes them. Cool. That's another part of your brand that maybe you just found out by bringing on that person, but don't force it. Right. Don't a lot of times I think that we, we try to, um, make concrete hard lines, and it's funny because if anybody personally knows me, they would laugh at me saying that. But <laughs> with this, this is one where you really have to trust your intuition because that is what you're listening to. We are listening to people how they feel about our brand. We're just using strategy to help us guide decisions on that. So everything else is really you understanding your team and your people. It's about listening. If it's going well, guess what? You just found out something more about your brand. If it's not, then, yeah, you just found out that that's absolutely not your brand. Like if you hired a barber and you have a salon that caters to fancy ladies, right? Right. Like your hair extensions and makeup. And you're like, you know what? We want some male clientele and you hire a barber. Is what you're saying, like, it could work or it could not work? Right, exactly. Like, it, that's a perfect example. Like, I'm envisioning, you know, some of our salons, they have a lot of their business is really, really heavy with, like, bridal and fashion and, like, it's that sort of environment. So imagine a salon yes. where, you know, all white, super modern, very, like, high-end salon and, you know, session stylist and sort of that fashion-forward salon. Imagine if you brought an old school barber in there with uh, overalls and a curled mustache (laughs) and a beanie that wore rocker jeans and skinnies, right? And that wore all black. That person probably wouldn't fit in that environment, right? Because the clientele wouldn't necessarily support the overall brand of the salon. Now, I guarantee you, every listener out there, please. If you look like that and you work in that salon, more power to you. That is good. That's amazing. Like, keep on killing it. I'm not saying that. I'm just trying to draw a metaphor for the listeners to say, if it fits, it fits. If it doesn't, then accept the fact that it doesn't and make note. Yeah, that doesn't necessarily. And I know we're running out of time, but a great story to talk about this is the fact that if y'all do some research, Guinness Book of World Records and Guinness the Beer Company, are the same company, okay? 
I never knew that until you told me. Um, Michelin Tires and Michelin Gold Star Rated Restaurants are the same company. So I won't get into the big story, but everybody out there, for you to really understand how brand works, do a little bit of digging on Michelin Gold Star and Michelin Tire and do some digging on Guinness Book of World Records and Guinness the Beer Company. That is the best example of how sometimes what you didn't think was your brand is exactly your brand. I love it. I so appreciate your time today. This is such great information. And I know our listeners have to be at the June 11th Marlboro, um, Massachusetts event. They need to be in on your class. They need to follow our brands on social media because we're going to keep bringing you more and more great information like this. And know something amazing is coming where we're going to really help our Evolve Partner Salons with their branding strategies. Thank you so much, Ryan, for your time today. And we look forward to hearing more from you in the future. And congratulations on your 90 days. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate you talking to me. This was an amazing interview. I enjoyed it. And just to leave out, um, like I said, follow us at Evolve Salon Systems, at Our Evolve Family, and you can find me at Ryan Terrell on Instagram. And, of course, um, I'm looking forward to anybody that we find and anybody that comes to our Evolve event on June 11th. And definitely follow him because he has great fashion advice for the gentleman. <laughs> definitely Thank follow you. him. <laughs> Thank you so much. Bye.